Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're able, you're able, you're able. Thank you, God. Amen. So good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Let's get right into the word. I'm going to ask you a question today, and that's what you're going to do about it. What you're going to do about it. Um, in this particular sc- screenshot, there is actually a movie that's going on. And, and in that movie, I don't know if you've seen it, but the big kid decides he's going to push and bully that little kid around. He pushes him one day, knocks him down in front of a crowd. Everybody's crying, oh, let's fight, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And the little kid gets up, and it was back in the days whenever you, anybody remember the metal lunch boxes? That's what I had. I remember I had a Spider-Man metal lunch box. I'll never forget that thing. It'd probably be priceless now. It's probably in the trash now, but I wish I'd have kept that old classic is what we'll call it. I'm going to send my kids to school with one of those. I don't think they'll like that too much. But I remember that little kid, he got up, and normally you'd have thought, I mean, he was literally, look how tall he got. He's just a little fellow, and this guy, and you would have thought he would have taken off and ran, and said, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm bullied, I'm scared to death, what am I going to do? But instead of that, he gets up from his place, he grabs his lunchbox, and walks over to the bully, and the bully says, boy, you want more? To which the little boy responds with a swing, and he hits that boy right in the face and knocks him out with the middle lunch. What you gonna do about it? Y'all remember that little kid in school that used to say, what you gonna do about it, punk? Were you that kid? If you were, shame on you. A man one day was writing the love of his life. Her name was Betty. He writes, my dearest Betty, I love you beyond words. Webster does not have in his dictionary the necessary vocabulary to explain the depth of my love for you. Thoughts of you dance across the portals of my mind. You are my all-consuming passion. So enruptured, I am regarding my love for you that the Pacific Ocean would be like a pond if I had to swim it. I could do it as long as I knew you were waiting on the other side of the shore. The heat of the Sahara Desert would never impede my progress to you knowing that you would be an oasis that would refresh me when I arrived. There would be no inconvenience I wouldn't endure for you, Betty. Climbing Mount Everest would only seem like getting over an ant's hill if I knew you were at the other side or the top of the mountain. All I'm simply saying to you, my darling, is that my love for you transcends time and space. Signed, Sam. P.S. I'll see you Saturday if it doesn't rain. (laughs) Now, I'm sure you could agree with me that Sam is full of hot air. He's full. He's got some good words, but he's full of a lot of noise. Sam could talk a good game, but his love didn't go very deep. While he could verbalize overcoming the elements to get to his love, a little bit of rain would keep him away from his love, Betty. It is easy for us to verbalize being an overcomer. It is easy for us to say the words, I am victorious. 
It is easy for us to proclaim, I've been made victorious in Jesus Christ. But it's a whole different thing to not allow the rain to slow you down. It's a whole different thing to take your position as an overcomer and turn it into a practice of overcoming that on a daily basis, you let the devil, he's the bully by the way, you let him know you are an overcomer. See, I want to tell you, you can go from being a wimp to the warrior. I want you to know that you can go from being the warrior to the worshiper. You can go from being the fretful to being the faithful. From the rocking chair to the battlefield today, you can absolutely turn the tables on the devil. You are never going to see yourself the same way again. So today, for you, my purpose is a day of transformation for you to leave this building because there's many of you that the devil has bullied long enough. And it's time for you to do like the little boy in my picture today. It's time for you to go and give the devil a black eye and let him know that you are a victor in Jesus Christ. You're not just saying it, you are going to prove it to him. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 24 through 25. I want to read a couple verses here. When they brought them out, Joshua told the commanders of his army, Come and put your feet on the king's necks. They're on the ground. Put your foot on his neck. And they did as they were told. And this is what he proclaims as he's got his foot mounted on top of his head, basically. He says to his commanders and leaders and to the people, Don't ever be afraid or discouraged, Joshua told his men. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord is going to do this to all of your enemies. Somebody ought to say amen. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread or walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means or no thing shall by any means hurt you. The verses tell us something. You have to go after it. You have to engage in the battle. One man said the door of opportunity is marked push because God never promises you a life without battles. He did not say that when we got saved that we would never be bullied by the devil. On the contrary, He let us know that we would go through battles, but He did promise us the victory in all of those battles as long as we were willing to fight the battle. Do I have anybody in here that's willing to fight for what's yours? Hallelujah. So we cannot allow this enemy to intimidate us. It's amazing how that in the church world today, so many lazy people in the church world today who expect, and that's the word I want you to hear, they expect God to give them a handout. They expect like Herodias that asked for John the Baptist's head on a silver platter. You remember that story. It's just like that. God says to us, He wants to help us. He is there to help us. But we should not expect that God is just going to hand us our victory while we sit on a pew idly just watching the battle go on. God is calling us to engage in the battle. He is not calling us just to stand there timid and fearful. He is telling you to go after your enemy. Let your enemy know that greater is he that's in you than is in all the world, even Jesus 
said himself. He said, I give to you power over all the power of the enemy. And then he said, I'm going to give you the power, but you must do the treading on the serpent. So you must tread on the scorpion. It is up to you and up to me to walk over to the devil and use the power that God has given us over the enemy and to put the devil under our feet. It was in 2 Corinthians 10 where he said he tells us the weapons of our warfare are made mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Do you hear what I'm telling you? With these weapons we can pull down strongholds. It doesn't matter what the enemy is bringing against you that is a stronghold in your life. Something that he's trying to hinder you. He's trying to bind you to where you're immobile. To where you can't be effective. God says he has given you the weapon to where you can pull down that stronghold. You can cast down the imaginations that this old bully the devil has for you. The high arguments and theories that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. He said you can bring every thought into captivity as long as you'll walk in obedience to Christ. It is in our text and I love this story that Joshua the captain of his army says to his other leaders who were representative of the whole nations of Israel all of the twelve tribes you see these kings that are under your feet God will give us this kind of victory over every enemy that we face there is no king too great that you are not going to be able to put it under your feet there is no trial or circumstance that you will ever go through or endure that you're not going to be able to put it under your feet God says I have given you this kind of authority and victory. Now watch this. Again we see that God promises the victory but it is dependent upon our action. I'm reminded of the city of Jericho. How many remember that story from Bible school? The city of Jericho was a great walled city. You can read in chapter 6 if you would like that God promises Joshua and the children of Israel. He says I will give you the city but you have to march around the city seven days without saying a word. And then on the seventh and final final time around you will begin to blow the trumpets you'll begin to shout the shout of victory it is at that moment that the walls are going to come tumbling down do you see what I'm trying to explain to you today God had already promised them the victory but it was contingent upon them engaging in the battle as long as we sit here idly by the bully's going to stare us down and we're going to look like we're a timid little scare boy it is not until we step forward at the enemy and say enough is enough. I am victorious and we engage. We engage in the battle. See, I believe one of the greatest promises we have in the church. One of the greatest problems rather that we have in the church. Is that many of God's people have not been properly trained or equipped to engage the enemy in battle. I'm not saying that we don't preach about it. That we've never been told or taught. But because so many today are unwilling to embrace the mindset and the attitude of a warrior. How many of you know you're a warrior today? If you have been blood-bought, if you have given Jesus Christ your life, and I hope you have, and if you haven't, today would be a great day to do that. When you give your life to Christ, you become a victorious warrior in the army of God. You are not a wimp. 
All right? The enemy cannot step on you. The world cannot step on you. You are the one that is the head and not the tail, according to the Bible. Once you come to Jesus Christ, we have to have the mindset that we're a warrior. My God, what would we do if we sent men to a battle and all of them were scared to death? Using the bathroom on themselves, scared to death, don't know what to do. We send men over there and we send them over there. Yes, yeah, sure, inside they may have a, a little fear inside of them. But there's gut and grit inside them. And man, I'm here to fight for this country. If I lose my life fighting, it's just going to be an honor to do it for America. That's the mindset of a warrior. That's why they go out there and they do that. They battle on the front line. Because to them, America means more than their own life. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? God help us to get that kind of warrior mindset in the church that we want to promote the kingdom of God. It's not about us anyhow. The only reason we're doing what we're doing in this mighty army, we're a soldier in the army of our Lord. It is because we're promoting the kingdom of God. We're working for something that's bigger than ourselves. If it costs me my life to be a warrior for Jesus, then let me lose my life. I've got the mindset of a warrior. And a warrior wants to win. Warriors don't go out there and say, man, I'll be glad when we lose this battle. A warrior says, we are going to win. A warrior says that even though we're outnumbered, Gideon's got 300 men and they've got over 30-something thousand. Let me tell you something. We're still going to win this battle with 300 men because we've got the mindset that we are warriors. And that God is on us. See, the majority of the church world is very comfortable with the the child, the father-child relationship that we have with God. That is meaning that I am His child, and because I am His child, He's supposed to take care of me. It sounds like my kids. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They just figured you're supposed to take care of them. You know what I'm saying? I taught Branson recently how to cook some eggs and pancakes, all kinds of stuff, you know? You get hungry, boy, get down here and cook. You start trying to train your children as they get older that you can't always depend on daddy to do everything for you. I've seen some 30-year-old kids, my God, that still live with mom and daddy, couldn't make it on their own because mom and daddy had spoiled them so bad. Nobody in this house don't even know what I'm talking about right now. They had spoiled them so bad, they were burnt. They didn't even know how to do their own laundry. Didn't know how to make a sandwich. Come on, somebody. When I'm telling you, there comes a time that we have to understand. See, see, they don't worry about anything. My kids don't worry about anything. That's why it's so hard to move out into the real world and get a real job. Because when you with daddy and mama, you don't have to worry about anything. It is absolutely true. What a wonderful relationship we have with God. He is our father. But we're not talking about just waiting on daddy God to do everything for us. To give us everything. We are talking about the fact that there is a devil who hates us. He has a host of demons, a third of the angels at his disposal who is absolutely set against the child of God and everything that is righteous and he wants to destroy us he wants to destroy every Bible believing church we're also talking about the fact that we are supposed to be walking in Jesus' 
footsteps. That we are doing the same things He did. That we are healing the sick. That we are cleansing lepers, casting out devils, preaching deliverance to the captives and setting people free from the devil's power. See in Matthew 16, let me remind you of the warrior mentality. Let me remind you that we don't have to wait on God to do everything. God has given us the power to do these things. And these signs shall follow them that believe. For in my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Did you hear what I just read to you? Yes, we are fighting demons, but Jesus is trying to tell us that we have the power within us to overcome and be victorious over any enemy that comes our way. I'm talking about a warrior mentality. That's why the Apostle Paul, Ephesians 6 says, you put on the whole armor of God, not half of it. You put all of it on. That way you can withstand the wiles or the bullying of the devil. See, we understand from Scripture that the child of God is not supposed to lose in life. We're victorious. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2.14, I'll read it to you. He says, now thanks be the God which always. Somebody say always. There's no room for error there. He always causes us to triumph in Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean I'm not going to go through hell and high water because I have before. But what it does mean that when it comes to the end of my test, the end of my struggle, the end of my battle, I'm going to triumph through Jesus Christ. If the wind may blow me, it may beat me, it may make me tired, it may make me weary, but at the end of the day, guess who's going to come out a victor? I may be bruised, I may be battered, but at the end of the day, I'm going to come out saying, thank you, Jesus, you brought me through that valley. Thank you, Jesus, I held on just a little longer. That is the mentality of a warrior. But this scripture stands absolutely upon the premises that you and I are going to have to fight. So my intent this morning really quickly is just to stir up the warrior inside of you. My intent is to make you understand that you are more than a conqueror through Christ. I want you to recognize greater is he that's in you, the Holy Spirit, than he that's in all the world, every force of evil. I would like for you to really get mad at the devil. All right. I would like for every warrior in this house today to get mad at everything the devil is doing to your family. I would love for you to get mad for everything the devil's trying to do in your ministry. I would love for you to get angry for how the devil's attacking your finances. I would love for you to get absolutely insanely angry with the devil because of the sickness and your health that you've been dealing with. I want you to rise up on the inside and I need people in this house to tell the devil enough is enough. I want you to realize that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That you are seated with Him not in low places. You are seated with Him in heavenly places. Why did God use that terminology? Because God wanted you to understand the enemy isn't supposed to have his foot on your head. You're above him. You're the one that should have your foot on his neck. See, 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 oh my God Almighty. So, so I want us to realize that in the mind of God, in God's mind, the way He views us, we are winners. In God's mind, you have the advantage. You have the Word of God. You have the power of the Holy Ghost. You are anointed. Y'all look at your neighbor and say, you're anointed. Brian, I need to tell you, you are anointed. Sometimes you need to tell yourself, you are anointed. Sometimes you need to let the devil know and remind him, 
I'm anointed. I'm anointed. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of me. The same anointing that was on Jesus is on me. That's a wow moment right there, folks. So when the old bully comes around, tries to intimidate you, you remember who you are. Acts 10, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. But you have an unction, that's a a rising deep emotion from the Holy One. He says, I've told you all things. 2 Corinthians 1.21, now he which established you in Christ, he has anointed us. When you get sick and tired of being pushed around, you get tired of being stolen from, you need to get tired of having the devil in your face all the time like that mean little kid on my screen. And every time you think of giving up, every time you think of slacking off, remind yourself of how miserable it was being pushed around all the time. Discipline yourself. Commit yourself to change the circumstances by changing yourself. Nothing will change in your circumstance until you change until you open your Bible and begin to say you know what there's a two-edged word at my disposal I got the Bible on my phone I use it a lot so I'm just lifting my phone because I got a, a whole Bible here any version I want right here at my disposal I'm the, until I start utilizing the word of God to destroy the works of Satan against my life then guess what nothing's going to change until I get down on my knees and say God I think I'm going to talk to you again and I'm going to let you give me a breakthrough until I decide to do that there is nothing that's going to change your circumstance will continue to be the same but when you change yourself somebody ought to shout hallelujah that is when your circumstance can change. See? If you keep a mindset of defeat, guess what? You will be defeated. If you keep a mindset, I'm a victim, people are always talking about me, you're going to live a victim the rest of your life and not a victor. If you go around talking about how broke you are and how you're about to go bankrupt, nothing's going right for you, guess what? Chances are, get ready, you're going bankrupt. If you walk around talking about how sick you are and you're never going to be well, you're never going to be healed, you're never going to get better, then guess what? You're just going to sit there and never get better. You have to discipline yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to open up the Word, I'm going to pray, I'm going to seek God. You don't like the circumstances you're dealing with in your life, then I ask you this question before I close. What are you going to do about it? If you don't like what you're dealing with, You don't like the devil bullying you and being in your face. What are you going to do about it? You're going to turn around and walk away like a little wimp? You're going to let the devil have the victory over you and you're a child of God with royal blood running through your veins? You're going to give up right before the victory? Really? Really? You have to understand this. If you don't like what the devil's doing in your finance, your job, whatever I could name. The question is what you're going to about it what you gonna do about it there was a man in the Bible as I hurry along there was a man in the Bible who was bed uh, fast you remember he was bedridden he couldn't walk he had four friends thank God who wouldn't allow him to stay in that position 
He takes him to Jesus. The crowd's so packed around the house that they can't get to him. You know the story. They could have looked at him and said, Sorry, Charlie, we've tried, but we couldn't do it. But they didn't do that. They got up on top of the roof. They tore the roof off. This is a lot of work. They let him down to where Jesus was, and Jesus healed him. There was a Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was possessed with the devil. She came to where Jesus was, but his disciples intercepted her, stopped her. They told Jesus, send her away. She is bothering us with all of her begging. Finally, she gets through the reluctant disciples and cries to Jesus, have mercy on me. I have a daughter who is grievously vexed with a demon or a devil inside of her. His first response, according to the Bible, was he answered her not a word. And then when he did answer her, he said, it is not right to give children's bread to the dogs. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, somebody called me a dog, I'm leaving. I'm just going to tell you, I ain't putting up with that mess. The sor- now, I want you to think about this. That's exactly what happens. The woman could have hung her head. She could have walked away. She could have gotten angry at Jesus, been resentful toward Jesus, lost all of her hope. She could have lost, let her pride rise up and say, you know what, I'm a dog. I know I'm not a dog. The devil, the disciples have resisted me. Jesus has ignored me. The devil seemingly has won. And then when she finally gets his attention, he refers to her as a dog. Why put yourself through that? Why submit yourself to that kind of treatment? The answer is she wanted a change. She needed a change and she needed something from Jesus. It is not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. She says, that's true, Lord. She answered, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? She answers that. Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. Go your way the devil has gone out of your daughter and God gave her her miracle. You can sit around complaining about how bad everything is. You can sit around being a victim and how everybody's talking about you and about what the devil's doing and about what you don't like and how you wish things were different but I'm closing the message with the question, what are you going to do about it? You are called of God. You are chosen by God. You are anointed. You have the name of Jesus at your disposal. You have the word of God, all 66 books. You have the powerful blood of Jesus to resist the devil with. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. You are heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. The greater one lives inside of you. So what you going to do about it? After all I just told you, Come on to the piano. I, I, I promise. I'm closing. I got to. I got to. There was a little boy one day. A bully was harassing him. Every day he went to school, the bully would beat him up. Some of his friends were telling him what to do. They gave him a pile of advice, all kinds of different ideas. They told him, you ought to try another route. But guess what? The bully found out about that route, and he still beat him up. Another one of his little friends said, you know what? You ought to carry a stick with you, boy. You can beat him with the stick. He carried the stick just like they had suggested. The bully caught up with him that day, took the stick away from him, and beat him with his own stick. Everything the boy tried to get rid of the bully just would not work. So one day he's walking to school. He's absolutely terrified. Out jumps the bully. His fist is clenched. He's getting ready to pounce on the boy. The youngster beckoned to the bully. Instead of backing down today, he said, Come on, I'm ready to fight. But the bully couldn't believe that this young man was going to challenge him. All of a sudden, this little puny kid has got some guts. Come on. 
Come on, bully. I'll take you right here and right now. Aggravated, the bully started toward the boy. He was intending to really pummel him today. But all of a sudden, out stepped the boy's father from behind the bush. He was 6 foot 10, 275 pounds. The bully just looks up and utters, Oh no. See, the closer you are to the father, the closer you are to daddy, the more the bully called the devil has to leave you alone. If your daddy's staying home because you don't want him to be close to you, don't be surprised if the devil day in and day out pummels you, comes and bullies you. But if you keep father close, my God, nobody got that, but I did. If I can keep daddy close, then when the enemy comes in, the father steps out. And the devil says, oh no, okay. not today. See you, Jimmy, you know, he's gone because daddy has shown up. But pro wrestling is staged. For you people that like it and believe it, I'm sorry I just burst your bubble. For all the WWF fans and WWE fans and whatever W's they've come out with now, fans, I'm telling you right now, all right, wrestling is staged. Before the wrestlers ever go out, my God, I feel like it. I feel it today. Before the wrestlers ever go out, it has already been predetermined by Vince McMahon and his crew who will win the match. The only reason that the contenders go out is for the fact that they want to give the crowd entertainment. That's their only point, is to entertain the crowd because the battle is not to decide who will win. It's just to give a show. The winner of the match does not battle for victory, but from victory. I'm going to say that again because I know that's a twist of words and some of you missed it. I said when the winner goes out to fight the match, he does not battle for victory. He doesn't have to. He's battling from victory because the battle has already The match has already been won. All he's doing is going through the motions. I need somebody today to understand that though the devil has been bullying you and pushing you around, it's all staged. It's just part of the show. Because at the end of the day, it has already been predetermined who's going to win the match. And that is me and that is you. Those that are in Christ Jesus. The match has already been won by Jesus Christ on Calvary over 2,000 years ago. So devil, try to bully me all you want. What am I going to do about it? Today, instead of running from you, I'm going to plant my feet in the ground and say, come against me, Satan. Jesus Christ is for me and not against me. This thing has already been staged. I've already read the back of the book. You're going to lose the battle. So let's fight. I may get marred, I may get a little bruised, I may get a little scratches. I may come out looking like I've been in a fight. But let me tell you something. I can promise you, I'm coming out the winner.
I'm coming out the winner. Let's stand in the house of God. i got to close today. My God Almighty, thank you Jesus today. Do you know Him? Do you know Jesus? Because today if you don't know Him, if He's not your Father, if that relationship I talked about is not intact, then the devil's going to overcome you. He has rights to you. You don't have the Father to step in for you. All you got to do is say, you know what, Lord, I give you my life 100%. I'm yours. I surrender it all to you. It is at that moment. I can show you in the Bible. You're a victor from that point on. Satan can't overcome you. Is there anybody today that says, Pastor, I think I'm, we got a few minutes here. Anybody want to come forward and come pray for just a few minutes? Anybody know the devil's been fighting you and you say, what, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the devil know who's boss. I'm going to show the devil that greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. I'm going to prove to the devil I'm not scared anymore. I'm not going to lose this battle. I am going to win. If you need Jesus today, if you need Jesus today, why don't you come forward? There's nobody going to be offended. Nobody that's going to stare at you wrong. At the end of the day, we're all here trying to make it to heaven. That's all we're trying to do. We all struggle. We all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, with Christ on our side, we are going to be victorious. Pastor, sing a song for me and let me. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. I give you glory for all you brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you want. SJ just received Jesus. Can we give God a hand clap of praise today? Come now, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. Come now, Lord. Like never before. Jesus, today I thank you for what you've done. Thank you for a young man that has received you today. He is now a victor. A young warrior. Thank you for that commitment today. Father, I'm asking you in Jesus' name. That you would help every one of us in this house. From the youngest Christian to the oldest Christian. Help us to understand that we are victorious.
We do not have to be bullied by the adversary. And when it seems like he's got us in a corner, and it seems like we're going to lose, we don't know what else to do. I'm asking you to let the Spirit of God rise up in us. Remind us of who we are. We are children of God. Remind us that like the illustration from the wrestling match, remind us this thing's been predetermined. In the end, we win. I don't care how you read the book. It doesn't matter. In the end, we are victorious. And we are seated with you in heaven while the devil is burning forever in the lake of fire. We are champions today. Help us to realize that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shake hands and be friends. See you tonight at 6. God bless you.